Let the chaos reign. Chaos Reign presents the Rich Paul Rule broadcast August the 11th, com are the views of Tyrone Thompson and do not reflect the views of TalkRealSolutions.com, YouTube, or etc. The content here belongs to Talk Real Solutions and its many contributors. Views and opinions expressed by all contributors belong to them and not TalkRealSolutions.com or Tyrone Thompson, the host, or etc. All data and information provided on the site is for informational purposes only. Talk Real Solutions makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information on this site and will not be liable for any errors, omissions, or delays in this information or any losses, injuries, or damages arising from its display or use. All information is provided on an as-is basis. In a world where there's crime, corruption, violence, rape, murder, death, and all form of atrocities that plague the world we live in today. What you're witnessing, we are living in a state of chaos, and it will take a greater, much extremer chaos to restore the order in which the world you live in today. Good evening, black people. This is chaos here. Tonight, and before we start, let me make sure my YouTube is up, because, you know, I want to go into the subject matter. Let's say we do. Tonight's subject, we're going to deal with the title, The Rich Paul Rule. The call-in for tonight's show is 712-770-4160. The access code is 915-411-POUND. I repeat, 712-770-4160. The access code is 915-411-POUND. 
let's get to this. But before we get into the the talk, I want everybody to go to talkworldsolutions.com. Yeah, you'll see a three-point plan for black empowerment, black achievement. On a three-point plan, you will also see um, what we like to call <laughs> um, the list of black-owned banks. There in the black-owned banks, there are still, I believe, 30 still existing here in the United States. Um, if you have any money or already have a bank account, you could also create another account with a black-owned bank and start moving the same money into a black establishment bank. Also on the website, you see the latest articles, news, that, and current events that goes around here in the North America and outside America. Um, also, the website has also donation to not only to the website but also to the show. You could donate as well as two to five dollars to the show. Keep the show going. Um, and also, you can find all episodes of these shows, including my shows, on Talk World Solutions on YouTube. Um, you type in Talk World Solutions, you'll find every previous episode on this particular YouTube. Um, also, I have a YouTube as well, Chaos Rain. You can subscribe and go over there, too, if you want. Um, some of the shows that I do will move from either on this show and will be placed on my YouTube page as well. Um, well, other than that, I think I said enough. That's all I want to reveal. But before we get, let me just get a quick hit up. So stand by. All right. As we wait, before we go into the Rich Paul, I might have my guest come in tonight, hopefully. But if not, you know, I'm probably going to rock it solo, like always. I'm no stranger solo, as y'all know. So, as I go back. Um, and one thing I would like for people to know, that what is that y'all want to improve on Talk with Sushi? Because I normally do shows every Sunday, God willing, most every Sunday consistently I do shows on here. But what things do you want to see more into the show? Which which more you want me to, to talk about? I need some feedback. And I feel that with lack of communication, it only solidifies where people's mindset's at. I've been saying this constantly on my own page. Every time you watch a video, either you like it or not, I always emphasize and stress you must comment first, if you're subscribing, good, then like the video. Why I always say comment first and say like, comment, and subscribe? Because a lot of people comment and give feedback to a lot of, of the many videos that people put out here on YouTube, unless it's a popular YouTuber. But other than that, most people, they very stay quiet, and they might say something in regards to um, the subject matter, or they just like the the drama, or whatever the case may be, they only will respond and comment to things that they be pretty to, to like, to watch. And like always, my show that I try to do enough every weekend is trying to bring not only a different element, but the hope to, what's the word to say? Um, 
to bring a sense of awareness. That's the best way I can say to what's going on in today's world. Um, you know that the um, the news on TRS is always important, and people should really pay attention every Thursday to the latest local news that has been read that's going on in the world. As I type up rich part, I see a bunch of search engines. Wow. I don't know where to start on here. Um, hmm. Yeah. This is very interesting. This is definitely interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely going to read this for y'all tonight. Well, let me check my YouTube up right now because I'm going to go into this subject right now. So let me go to um, home. Okay. Uh-oh, let me go back to the pre-conference so I can see my menu. I always forget to do that. Okay. All right, I'm going to check YouTube now, see if it's up and running. Awkward solutions. All right, it's not up yet, so I'm going to give it another few minutes before I go into the subject. What's up, buddy? Is that now? All right, good. All right, we can start, people. Um, and let me refresh the page so I could go into the There we go. It should be pop- popping out any minute now. All right, it's there now, so I'll go back. Let's start, guys. Um, the first article entitled, Fans Were Convinced That the NCAA Singled Out Rich Paul With His New Agent Criteria. There is no agent in the basketball world with more notoriety than Rich Paul. He's LeBron James' agent. He funded Clutch Sports Group, and he influenced the NBA with a client list that is included Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, John Wall, Eric Bledsoe, and Draymond Green. Mm. But apparently, the NCAA wanted no part of Rich Paul's influence when it comes to college athletes. As part of the series of new um, amateurism and NBA draft rule that started this year, the NCAA allows players who had declared for the draft to hire agents as pre-draft advisors and maintain their college eligibility. But for 2019 and beyond, the NCAA is instituting minimal criteria for these agents. According to CBS Sports' John 
Rothstein, notably, bachelor's degree was the first item listed. Sources the NCAA has officially added criteria for agents who wish to represent student athletes tested in the waters for the NBA draft. Criteria, bachelor's degree certified with MBPA for a minimum of three years, take an in-person exam at the NCAA office in Indianapolis. And Paul, despite being the game's most powerful agent, doesn't boost the typical educational background of most sports agents. He graduated from high school near Cleveland and befriended LeBron at an airport. He launched his career without the benefits of a bachelor's degree or a degree from a law school. Because of that, fans were convinced that this educational requirement was a clear shot at Rich Paul. Oh, so Rich Paul is a person. Mm. Interesting. I thought it was just some type of law they just put into it, but it looks like this is an actual person calling it Rich Paul Law. Let's continue. Ruby Kirtland on Twitter, might as well just pull up a sign that says, no Rich Pauls allowed. Jonathan Rothstein, sources the NCAA has officially added criteria for agents who wish to represent student athletes testing the waters for the NBA draft. And then it goes back to the same thing. Okay. And it looks to me like it's the same article. So that was it. So let's go to the next article. How Rich Paul could build a case against the NCAA over its new criteria for agents. Oh, so it looks to me, since they, imp- they try infamous, looks like they also get sued for this implementation. And y'all know that in this country, like anything, you must sue, sue, sue like a effing Jew. Keep in mind. Let me see if I can play audio. Uh, what type of ground does the organization have to stand on in defending their decision? 
the NCAA would initially say that it could do what it wants. That there's a long history in our court system of the NCAA being said, being told, in essence, it's your show antitrust law is weak in this area because we think amateurism is valuable. So there's that. That helps the NCAA. The other is that the NCAA could say the fact that Rich Paul is certified by the NBA Players Association is irrelevant, that the NCAA's interests are about education and that the decision between staying in college and going pro being enhanced if the agent himself or herself is a college graduate have a better sense of education and learning. I don't know if that's a good argument, but that's an argument they would like to make. All right, that's it. And I apologize if you guys couldn't hear that. I had to play that. So, well, let's continue read. The NCAA reports intends to add criteria that would exclude – hold on, let's stop this. To exclude certain agents who are certified by the MBPA from representing underclassmen basketball players, what type of case would Rich Paul and others in his position have if they choose to take action in court? According to the new report, the NCAA intends to add criteria for agents who would like to represent college underclassmen basketball players under new NCAA rules that took effect this past spring. Underclassmen can declare for the NBA draft, hire an agent, and for a limited time preserve their NCAA eligibility and opt to return to school. The report's criteria, however, will exclude Rich Paul and certain other agents certified by the National Basketball Player Association, NBPA, and discussed below. Paul could potentially sue the NCAA claiming that the NCAA criteria violates federal antitrust laws. The change landscape of agent college hoops and agents. Under the new NCAA rule, once the college season ends and by no later than April 11, an undergrad player can request an evaluation from the NBA undergrad advisory committee that commits include NBA teams executives who provide candidates and confidential projects of players' draft stock. Okay. Let me get rid of that. And the communities to other words does not important works. Some players are overly optimistic about their chances of being drafted in the first round and landing a guaranteed contract. The feedback they receive from the committee to warn them that they are likely to be drafted in the second round or not drafted at all. Those who remain NCAA eligibility might be wise to pull out of draft consideration and return to college or not return to college and sign with the G League or prop team in another country. After the player makes the request to the committee, he can then hire an NCAA certified agent. The agent can then advise the player as he works out with MA teams. The player then has until May 29 to de- decide if he wants to be remain in consideration for the NBA draft or return to college. The NCAA determines that for a spring 2019 NCAA certified agent, including all NPA certified agents, in other words, Paul could represent college players who declare for the 2019 NBA draft while not preserving their NCAA eligibility. 
remain going forward. However, the NCAA warns that it would develop its own certification program for agents. Entering new reports by by CBS Sports College Basketball Insight, Joe Rothstein. Rothstein tweets on Tuesday that, according to his sources, the NCAA would require three main criteria, like I read from the previous article. One, the agent must have a bachelor's degree. Two, the agent must be certified by the NPTA for at least three years. And three, the agent must take a pass and an in-person exam at NCLA headquarters in Indianapolis. A number of NPPA certified agents will fall to meet or will fail to meet these criteria. Some, like Paul, did not earn a bachelor's degree. Paul attended high school at Benedict, a private Roman Catholic high school in Cleveland. During his time in high school, he befriended LeBron James. This sparked a friendship that eventually led to Paul forming Clutch Sports Group, his agency represent James Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Ben Simmons, and other stars. Paul did not attend at college. Let me get rid of his head. Other NBPA certified agents will fail to require that they must be licensed by the NBPA for three years. Still, other might not pass the NCAA standard test. Potentially legal arguments against the NCAA criteria, Paul and other agents, including by the NCAA criteria, could argue that the criteria violates federal antitrust law, Section 1 of the Sherman Antitrust Fund Act, prohibit competing business from conspiring in ways to unreasonably interfere with competition. Section 1 is intended to limit opportunity for competing business to combine their economic power to the detriment of the marketplace. In this context, the competing business are the more than 1,200 schools, conference, and affiliate organizations and that comprise the NCAA college competed in myriad ways, including for students, student-athletes, grants, sponsorships, faculty, staff, media attention, any agreement amongst NCAA members that constrains competition is valuable to an antitrust challenge. To the point case brought to Ed O'Bannon, challenging NCAA rules that prevents players from licensing their names, images, and likeness. And Shauna Austin and Justin Hartman challenging NCAA rules that kept the value of athletes' scholarships were permission on Section 1 chain. Okay, there's more. In Section 1 claim, courts usually apply rules of reason, analysis. This type of analysis instructs that a restriction of competition is illegal if it produces anti-competition injuries that outweigh pro-competition advantage. In antitrust litigations, judges have identified a wide range of anti-competence injuries that include limit choice, increased price, and weak, um, weakening quality. Paul then would need to show that the NCLB criteria would be more injurious to competition, that they would enhance competition. 
As a star point, uh, Paul, or another NBA certified agent denied by the NCAA, would emphasize that the NCAA criteria limits the number of agents available to college players. Fewer available agents could mean that some college players are unable to hire an agent. Ultimately, a small number of certified agents could become overextended in advising college players. The basic argument that the marketplace for agents would be less competitive, as a result, the NCAA criteria, the dynamics in terms could harm the quality of advising available college players. Second, Paul would object to the necessity of the criteria in a world where the NBPA already acts as a gatekeeper for agents. He would stress that the NBPA, which is the exclusive bargaining agents for all NBA players and which requires prospect agents to pass a standardized exam and meet other measures designed to ensure that NBPA certified agents are sufficiently skilled, considering him qualified to represent MA players. Paul could credibly contend that if the NBPA deems him qualified, the NCAA should as well. One second. Third, Paul would balk at the rationality of the NCAA criteria. Paul can factually argue that he is one of the most successful agents in NBA history. His clients list rivals those of other top agents. In that same vein, Paul clients could easily hire different agents, but they place their trust in Paul and find his advice and guidance to be valuable. Paul then could question the logic of NCAA criteria that denies him an opportunity to share his formidable skill as an agent with college players and the fact that Paul's 37 did not earn a college degree 15 years ago seemed irrelevant versus the more recent history of professional successful that Paul has achieved in his 20s and 30s. Fourth, the NCAA criteria might pose outwitting consequences for the NCAA MPPA certified agents who are deemed a chance to represent college players might still reach out to those players instead of encouraging them to test the waters before ruling out a return to school. These agents would be incentivized to urge that the player permanently serve their ties with colleges this would be possible if those agents land endorsement deals for the player who would forfeit their remaining NCAA eligibility by signing such deals. Along those lines, an agent deems ineligible by the NCAA might be more inclined to opinion that the player would be better off signing in the G League or abroad that's going back to school. Even an NCAA eligibility agent might be inclined to share such advice. Hold on, I got some of Since he or she would only earn a commission if the player signs a pro contract. Okay. That makes sense. Um, potential defense for NCAA. If the NCAA is sued, it will respond 
with a number of defense aimed at portraying the criteria and advantageousness to competition. First, the NCAA would argue that it has the legal autonomy to determine its own rule that relates to amateurism. The board sets of NCAA rules that purports to distinguish college athletes from professional athletes. The NCAA has long argued that it is exempt from rigorous antitrust security, um, scrutiny and account of the unique qualities of amateurism. The NCAA has Supreme Court proceedings on its side. In the 1984 antitrust case, NCAA versus Board of Regents and the late Justice John Paul Stevens held the NCAA player a critical role in the maintenance of a reverent tradition of amateurism in college sports. He added that there can be no question but that it needs amplify latitude to play that role or that the preservation of the student athletes in higher education as richness and diversity to intercollegiate athletes. The second, the NCAA would um, contend that the certification criteria are specifically designed with college athletes in mind. A college education agent might be more capable at representing players whose decision is being turned pro and returned to school. In other words, the NCAA could maintain the NPA criteria and NCAA criteria for agent certification. Should be different given their different continuation. The NBPA is interesting in agents who aren't capable of representing professional players and employment opportunities with the NBA teams. The NCAA is interesting in agents who can guide college players through the potential transition between life as a college student and life as a pro. Third, the, the NCAA could insist its criteria enhance rather than certain tail competition. To that and the NCAA could emphasize by the limit that supply of available agents of those specificities qualify to represent college players. College players can be more secure in their choices of an agent. It remains to be seen if the NCAA agent certification criteria triggers legitimate uh, lit um, <clears throat> litigation. We keep you posted by any development. And this is written by Michael McCain, a legal analyst, an attorney of director of the Sports Entertainment Law Institution and the University of New Hampshire. And I will keep this article to post. Okay. So I'm going to go to the chat room and see if people have any thoughts and opinions. I, I am going to take calls tonight. Like always, and no stranger. But let me check chat room right now. Not not much people watching right now, but they're gonna let you watch. Okay.
Yeah, that, but that was very interesting. Um, this is my thing with the Rich Paul situation. Before I read the next article, let me just look. Um, y'all gotta understand that when it comes to competition, the whole purpose of competition is to take out the competition. Rich Paul is one of many of the exceptions of the rule in regards to comp- competing with other racial people or factors of business when it comes to sports, especially basketball. And since, he, and since he's been doing this since, I believe, for almost 19 years, maybe 18 years, because if he's 37 now, or he could be 38, he's, he's been an agent consistently since 2000 or 2001. And I find it interesting that they came out of nowhere to put this rule in place because of his presence and his works as an agent for the NBA and helping these players get the right deals. Um, My thing is this, and people got to understand this and know this well. Because us as race people, black men, that because we're not really controlling our own destiny and controlling these major institutions, now, like anything, they will change the game. Hell, they might go in and change the rules overnight if needed because you live in a competitive world. There's no such thing as fairness under a racially system we live in today. And because this man, Mr. Rich Paul, does his work very well, very effectively, and help a, a number of players that's doing good things now in the NBA and probably will do even greater things, I could see them make a move now to start restrict a talent like him or any other black talents. And I'm not talking about the non-black, but I'm talking about this black talents for the sake of conversation, to start now making it hard for them to get access to these players to help them in their develop in their decisions. Y'all know that the NCAA is a business. I hope people are aware of this. If not, please um, feel free to call it and tell me otherwise. Because these universities make millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. And make a lot of money. And one of the things that did hurt the NCAA for the past 14 years, I say 14 years, because after 2005, they start implementing the rule that you have to play one year of college or you had to be away from high school for a year before you're eligible for the NBA draft. They did this because all the great talent that could have played for a university have decided to skip the college level and go pro. And it tells me that when people say that they're here to get educated, no, this, this, this school or the university that people go in today and I focus on education. We are like, last time I checked, and I should double check it, we are like almost bottom last in education in this country. Everybody else outside of America are more well astute, read, and do math at a better level than us in America. Why? Because it is, it is a recommendation. No, math is, I'll say this, and this is going to come on, it is bound by law to make people in America dumb. 
yeah, there's some Europeans that will be catch the level and here. Yeah, we know that, but overall, all American people are supposed to be made to be dumb. I'm not talking about black people. I'm talking about America as a society. We are bottom line in education. Why? Because it's easy to control people and to make people perpetual consumers and to string them along to agendas that they don't know what really is the end game. This is how I look at it. And a lot of people should start looking at it as well. I remember I had a back and forth with a particular person about education, if people should go to college or not. Now, mind you, these people or this person I talked to is pretty old up in the age, but this is my thing. This is low-level thinking to a lot of people at a certain age today. Very low thinking. As a man, where I'm at, or I tell anybody, if you're going to go to any school or university to pursue education or a form of training, because all of us want training, which you could get and learn for yourself, but today because we're very complacent and we're lazy, and some of us not even at level anyway or doing things level in society, because if you buy last in education, then obviously when you get to level to go to college, sometimes you don't even can't compete because you are left behind because they're not teaching nothing. Yes, the private schools might teach some people you have to pay out money, but it seems to me, why is there even private schools in the first place? Your role of the United States is to educate your people. Other countries do this, but this is the only country that do it. And a lot of people not really question that. How the fuck is Asia doing somewhat better, reading level, doing math, and also at level? We're not. Same thing with certain people from the content. Either they get access to education or not. They are at a certain level once they get access to certain education. Same thing with the Caribbean. Same thing going with South America or Europe. When it comes to actual education, which I like to call training, everybody outside America is at level and apart, and they, they educate their people so the people don't get misled and dumbed down to be controlled by their government. Here, they, they, they dumb you down enough so you can be easily controlled and be a consumer. And that's a straight up fact. A lot of people don't like to hear this while I say this, but I'm, I'm keeping it real with y'all. So with this Rich Paul thing, to have him go for hoops if, if it possibly might happen, if, unless he's able to win a lawsuit soon in NCAA for this shit. A lot of top agents that are like Rich Paul or even better <coughs> are going to be denied, get access denied to a lot of these athletes. And what it does, it opens the doorway for all other non-blacks that get their people or actually get the agents they want under the table. They get a little money on the table, too, which they don't talk about. They do this for one thing and one thing only, is to take out the competition. See, you got to understand, brothers, you're in a competitive world, whether you like it or not. Whether you in the STEM field, whether you're in the lawyer, doctor, or any of fields that you go in for years and years to get the degree from, you always got to keep in mind that you are competing against your opposite opponent or your enemy, which is someone that's most likely nine times non-black. And the one thing that will hinder you for your progress is, like I said, certain rules and things put in place to keep you out of these, not only these institutions, but keep you behind. 
in regards, and y'all should know that certain institutions right now in America are privatized. Prisons privatized. Um, I think med- the medical is privatized. I could be wrong. Please correct me, and, um, as y'all call it. Or um, education could be privatized. At the end of the day, once something is privatized, that means now they can shut out who comes in who does not come in. So one thing our people should really fight the most out of anything else if they're in these positions of field is to fight off privatization. You hear me? Because privatization is the only thing right now that is going to cut you out out of the wealth or any institutions to, so you can prog- progress and prosper. I'm just keeping it real. So, now, let me see what our articles are here to read up on here. Okay. Let me look. Let's see. Let's look at Rich Paul and LeBron James. The Chosen One. Okay. Um, he thinks about it all the time. What if he hadn't worn a throwback? What if he had worn polo that way he did most days? He loves polo, and not just the shirt. He had polo bed sheets, bathrobes, towels, salt, pepper, shakers. But what, on the day, on this day, he went with a vintage football jersey if I didn't have on that jersey. We don't have a conversation, Rich Paul said. And if they didn't have a conversation, he not in a state farm um, commercial denying love for kid and play while two friends mimic the bubblegum rappers, dancing moves. If they don't have a conversation, He's not on stage at the ESPYs grooving alongside the NBA's best player in a parade, a parade of Bobby Brown. My progress. If there is no conversation, there are no boardrooms meetings with Nike, Phil Knight. No chance to pick the brains of some of the country's smartest, wealthiest business people. No personal discussion with NBA general manager and no trips to the Oval Office to meet President Obama if a 17-year-old LeBron James isn't smitten by a powder blue warrant moon Houston oil throwback. Paul is never in a position to become a force in the agent game. Back then, James was a junior in high school and nearly a household name. He and some friends were at Akron Canton Airport about a board of flights to Atlanta for the 2002 NCAA Final Four. James was dressed for the occasion in a Michael Vick Falcom jersey that was sure to get love down south. There was just one problem. The jersey was a replica, not a authentic. All true jersey heads can spot the difference, and James was a Jersey head. Um, the replicants had iron and numbers of letters. He said on the authentic 
they actually they sworn, but James wasn't next to the real thing, so he figured he was safe. Then along came the real thing, tiny and teeny, or tiny and thin, but with swag twice his size. But then the 21-year-old Paul strolled towards the gates in his authentic warrant moon complemented by white Air Force One with the red soles and the red swoosh. James and his friends did double take. Finally, James approached the little man and asked where he got his jersey. Turned out Paul and Cleveland native sold them from the truck of his car. James would soon have a gold Magic Johnson Laker authentic and blue Joe Nathan Rams and James and Paul would soon become the best of friends. It is 10 years later, and the 32-year-old Paul is still fascinated by polo designer Ralph Lauren. He courtside as the Cavaliers take on the Mavericks, talking with Fred Nisi, his high-power lawyer, who was once a finalist for the NFL commissioner job. Paul is wearing a neatly tailored gray suit from Lauren Black Label line with a handsome pocket square and black Louis Vuitton boots. As seen half warm up begins Mavericks guard Dayton Jones sided with behind him. What's going on, super agent? Jones said with a grin, nah, that ain't me. Paul said as they share a pound <laughs> hug, um, I'm just trying to do my job. In the dog-eat-dog dog world of player representation, all agents sleep with one eye open, watching for who could be the next threat, which competitor is on the first name base with the future lottery pick. Who could land the next superstar? Who could catch the eyes of one of my clamps? When Paul shook up the agent world in September by abruptly leaving Leon Rose and Creative Artists Agency, he became that guy. Not becoming breaking from a super agent is unusual, but because when he left to start clutch sports groups, he took James and one of the world's most glorified, recognizable athlete with him. Rich is now a major threat to every large corporate agency that exists, said Chris Lachey, who represents Nuggets for Wilson Chandler and three other NBA players. Lachey worked for two of the league's most powerful agencies, SFX and Wazerman Media Group. Before launching CGL Sports in 2007, he knows from experience that when recruiting college kids, mega firms feast on the ideal that it takes an agent that size to represent marquee players and the fact that the large icon in the sports today as an agent from the boutique from Kill Every Myth, these large agencies have been standing on. Lachi said they're trembling throughout the industry, and that's why some people are taking shots at Rich. Here's the comment um, refrain. LeBron James made one of his boys a woefully unqualified member of his entourage, his agent. He didn't graduate from college, and so how did he get cert- certified, said the competitor. 
I just hope we don't have another Master P situation on our hands, said another reference to the rapper Unsuccessful Foray onto the agent Biz. He, where how he's going to walk into a future 500 sports brand company and negotiate a deal. As one more, you can't give a dentist a scalpel and say, go do heart surgery. And it's not just verbal shots. The NCAA, as a December 19, had yet to confirm reports that Texas guard Mickey Caboclo received a season-long suspension for lying about receiving improper benefits last May. An investigation that implicates Paul, who was then working as a recruiter for I mean, CAA, Paul denies any improper or improperties, but knows that even allegations can damage his credibility. Walking the corridors of his alumni matters, Cleveland Benedict High School Paul shakes his head at the mention of the situation. It is a cutthroat business, said Paul. I'm a target. Where I come from, I'm seen worse. When James returned from the Final Four a decade ago, he called Paul and invited him to hang out in Akron. Both had mother with struggling with the perils of urban life while raising their son. Both grew up in the hood but attended mostly white Catholic high school to play basketball. Both recognized the importance of doing well in school. We used to say there is nothing cool about being a dummy, Paul recalled. He accompanied James to hoop camps and tournaments. They spent hours doing push-ups and taking or talking about everything from being considered just another innocent kid to the point of respecting your mother regardless of her past. I was always picked his mind, and he was always picking minds. James said shortly after James was drafted, he called Paul one afternoon and asked, for his social security number. Paul had no idea what James was up to, but about a week later, he received a check from King James, Inc. It was his first two weeks' pay. There was no plan, certainly no business plan in place then, but James was confident that they figured it out along the way. I just felt like Rich was someone I want to grow with, James said. He always kept it real with me and want him to be down with my team. The team became known as the Four Horsemen, James, Paul, Maverick, Carter, and Randy Mids. Although Paul had earned a rep as a party guy for putting together events at clubs and such, it became evident early on that he was not utterly, or actually merely interested in enjoying the spoils of having a pal in the NBA. Me and Mav and Randy would stay up hours and hours and hours and try to figure out what we were going to do when LeBron was done playing. All said they formed a NLRMR, a market firm for James. But Paul was busy in another area too. Nike, actually, yeah, Nike noticed that it is meeting with James and the superstars would look to Paul for advice on the design of his clothing and sneakers. Paul would spend time on the streets of different cities taking notes on what style were hot to keep James' product on the cutting edge. He also wasn't shy about engaging knights 
other powerful executives and business conversations. In fact, Paul's ability to develop relationships across all racial and social economic lines is perhaps his greatest strength, and it came to handy when he left the LRMR to recruit for Rose in 2008. He brought several players, basketball and football, to CAA and helped turn Rose into one of the most powerful agents in the business. Rose knows Paul would someday follow in his footsteps, let him participate in negotiation talks to GMs and essentially do the work of an agent. I had great teaching, Paul said, working with Nike and its CAA, that equivalent of going to Michigan Law School and MIT. So it looks like this man has some form of mentors that they don't talk about. Yeah. The NBA Players Union said more than 10 of its certified agents either do not have a college degree or do not have one of the time. They were certified. Yet, regardless of their level of education, every single agent goes to the union for advice on contracts and has the help of his own legal team. Paul, who took college courses on Akron and college, I mean, Akron and Cleveland State, has the same support system available to him. There are very few agents who are truly sophisticated and school-taught lawyers who understand everything about contract law, said one longtime GM who has dealt with Paul. There is no civic training to be an agent. Most of the smart ones are more market guys than anything else. Is rich sophistication enough? Well, he's sophisticated enough that he has LeBron. James is not the only one who has faith in Paul, former lottery pick Tristan Thomas of the Cavs, Clippers guard Eric Blesso, and Spurs guard Corey Joseph, had also joined Clutch. In reality, though, the threat is not actually Paul, but this new breed of agents, not Clutch, but the series of Clutches. If Paul is successful, what's to stop another superstar, ambition, best friend, from learning the corporate aim while still maintaining the authenticity and street cred it takes to earn the trust of friendship of player. Make no mistake about it. Many middlemen recruiters or runners are watching Paul closely, wondering whether he might blaze a trail they can soon follow. The middleman puts in all the work and gets crumbs for it, said one NBA executive. Rich could end up being a model for young guys in the future who are close to a star player. They could follow what he's doing and start changing the name of the game. In the summer of 2011, Paul James, Dwayne Wade, and others were in the Bahamas just weeks after the Heat had upset by Dallas in the finals. The dinner table in their renting mansion was full of steak, seafood, fruit, and more. But the mood was sour. James and Wade were beating themselves up trying to explain what happened, Paul, stepping in. Man, it wasn't meant for y'all to win. Man, what are you talking about? Said in an ink, James, 
The reason you don't win is that you weren't being you, Paul said. You were playing with a lot of anger. Being someone you're not. If God had let you win, you would have felt like you should have been that person. Angry thinking, anger, or angry thinking everybody's against you, not having fun on the court. That's not you. Man, whatever you said, James, I'm not trying to hear this. It's a bigger than that, or it's bigger than what you did on the floor, Bron. It starts from day one, when you decide to be someone else. God took you from your highest point to your lowest point so you could be humble. So you couldn't look in the mirror and be a player or a better player experience as the best teacher. James was quiet, but the words uttered by one of the few men who can deliver King James an unpopular message hit home. Before long, an interview at his camp in the mirror, LeBron was saying the exact same thing. Okay. Las Vegas with Jalen Brown got the town last weekend. He was looking for and trying Mizimi, a high-end Japanese restaurant at the Wayne Hotel. So on Sunday night, with three of his Boston Celtics teammates also preparing for Team USA training camp, please decide to you know, wait. Hold on. Oh, that's the wrong one. I'm sorry. We were in Vegas. We t- we thought we'd be fine, Brown, with his smile. The group instead went to the Italian restaurant and had their first chemistry binding meal. And it was Tatum, by the way, who picked up the bill, despite it being Walker, who just signed a $140 million deal. He get the next one as long as it's not me. Brown jokes, that was the first time as a group we got a chance to sit down together. It was the first of many. The shifting town USA roster over the past several weeks enables Brown and Smart to earn invites. Tatum was already on the roster, and Walker had committed before he signed with the Celtics in free agency. It all creates an unexpected chance for the established Celtics to get time together with their new teammates. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm not reading a new new article. Coffee. All right. That's that's the end of the previous article. I was reading something else. I'm sorry, guys. It happens. All right. I'm gonna say this article here. All right, let me see if anybody raised their hand yet. Okay, look like somebody raised their hand. I'm going to take this call. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, man? What's up? I'll just listen to you, man. Uh, where are you going with this? I'm just curious. I'm going in regards to talk about this Rich Paul law that the NCAA is implementing now in regards to agents able to, um, you know, participate in these players and their decisions or, you know, potentially stay in school, leaving school, or, you know, going to the draft, especially in basketball. Okay. Um, I, Rich Paul 
which I never heard of until yesterday or the day before yesterday. And then I now just read and saw a picture of this. This is a, is a black a black man. Okay. Uh, most most likely he's a millennial slash Gen Xer, but for the sake of conversation, he's a millennial. I know people really question about millennials and Gen Xers, but he's a thirty something, late thirty something year old man that has a very strong agency that helps recruit and get the agents what they need. So what what what's happened that he his his firm I think the thing he created called Clutch Agency is picking up a lot of steam in regards to getting the best players and making the right moves. So what the NCAA is implemented, if you catch earlier, Greg, they're trying to put criteria to start slow down any player or any person like Rich Paul to be emerging to do the same thing in regards, you know, getting the top players. That's like a little brief summary I can give out. I'm not sure what's your thoughts on that. I don't know. I'm just not excited. <laughs> but what's the guy lost, though? I just yeah, think, I mean, I'm not trying to shit on your little show, but I, I just think we got we got enough ball players, man. Uh, man. I mean, we got ball players, but we don't, when they talk about say, we, agents, because yeah. I didn't know about these agents that don't go to school, but they doing a hell of a good job recruiting yeah. and you know, yeah. getting what they are. I mean, you got to understand, at the end of the day, I said earlier in the broadcast, this is all about competition. At the end of the day. So at times that they know you're creeping up, taking the best players out of, you know, certain situations. The co- Remember, the NCAA is a business. You aware of that, um, Greg? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. I'm and glad, you know, we have more black agents. But letting these agencies take a piece of their money. I'm all good for brothers being agents. Get, get, get those Jews out of the hands of those young black men. I'm all for I mean, that, you, but you can't, you, you can't get rid of yeah. juice. The juice gonna be everywhere. You know that, Greg. They're everywhere. They can't. Well, can't we can we can work. We can. Well, they well they own the teams. Most the owners are Jewish. Yeah, yeah. So we need to. Yeah, yeah. They own the teams. So to really say we get rid. The only thing you could do is you pose a presence to help in regards to get the, aid, the your player what they need in regards to negotiation. If you're a black agent per se, but in regards to really controlling the market, no. You know what I'm saying, and I'm not sure how many people like Rich Paul exist. But yeah. if well, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of black agents, man. But they aren't. You know what? There are there are a lot of black agents. I think Jay Z's an agent, but a lot of uh, black black men. You know, for for whatever reason, they don't trust black agents, and they want to go with established agents. That's just that's just an American black thing in general. A lot of us black folks don't trust other black folks when we do business. That's just we have a distrust of each other, which started back in slavery distrust each other. We've got light skin against dark skin, dark skin against lights. We've got young blacks against the old blacks. We have the black men against the black women. We have the generations against each other. We have blacks against the Dominicans and the, the, the Puerto Rican blacks and you know, we're all we're all fucked up, man. But well, like I said before, man, we got we got enough ball players, man. I mean, I'm, I'm tired of the NBA. We, we got enough of these motherfuckers. We need more brothers in, and and the STEM fields and shit like that. You know. I, yeah, I, we need we, 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 yeah. industries yeah. and if they control it even better. Yeah, I agree. We need them in yeah. these certain other yeah, fields. I'm, I'm tired of these ball players. Besides, these ball players, man, they're not. I mean, I mean, so I mean, they make money. What do they do? They they get a nice crib. They, you know, they get a lot of pussy. Get cars and jewelry. I mean, ain't, ain't like they really doing anything. Uh, I think LeBron is uh, a little bit, and 
Yeah, you know, I, it, I mean, there are players doing shit, but collectively, man, I mean, they're not doing shit. So, fuck, mm-hmm. I don't care about the biggest, man. You know? Yeah. I don't understand it either because, I mean, we, we, NBA, we only got one one brother on the team, Michael Jordan, I believe. Uh, yeah. I mean, all these all these brothers, I mean, baseball, I mean, I think Maggie Johnson was 3% of the, of the Dodgers. I mean, that's about it, as far as I can say. Don't really have. I don't know why we don't have more black ownership in these sports. I don't know. It's kind of perplexing to me. You know. Mhm. I, well, I mean, I, I just. I'm. I don't know, man. I just think we need to get. I think. I think to be honest, man, I, I would like to see them raise the academic standards of college. Uh, a lot higher. And I would like Like, we may raise the academic. Elaborate. Explain. Well, like, you know, like, 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 you know, the SEC football, you know, and I mean, they have really low, 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 low standards, man, as far as academics. I would like to see it raised, you know, where we have kids that are going to school. Because uh, I, I hate watching TV, and, and, and then you see these players, and a lot of them can't even fucking read. I mean, they can't even. Can't even they, they can't well, they could probably read from the yeah. start, but you got to think well, about... Well, um, that's why I think we ought to raise the standards, that, that, man. That's, uh, that's yeah. In this country that I said earlier in tonight's broadcast, that we are bomb-blasting education. And I'm not no joke on us, but you got to yeah. understand, this system, they make a conscious effort to dumb down the population of Americans in this country. Because right. you can have a fragment. That's why you look at why the country's in this situation and now because they want to control everything. They want people to be com- com- perpetual consumers. In other words. Whose fault is that? Who, who, whose fault is that? I mean, who knows whose fault that? that that's the, that's, we could say it's the system, government. I mean, we could probably say other individuals, but we're true. And I'm going to say this, because we live yeah. in America now. Okay. Outside America, and you can't, we can agree and disagree on this one, they do not dumb down their populist people like how many no, they don't. Here. And you know why? Because they take pride in educating people because their people are dumb, so will their nation be dumb, and they're going to go right into the tanker. You get right. me? Yeah. Right now, yeah. we're in this, this typical point right now in America because we're in a serious decline. That is not people's fault. That is by design. That's a system fault. You know? It's a system fault? fault? Yeah, no, listen. Uh, because think about I don't, it. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Oh, yeah. Think about this. What is the amount yeah. of money that they spent the budget in America? You know what most of the money go to in America? You what? know, education don't get not, not even half that budget. And education, you know yeah. that, right? No. no, I didn't know that. And we can pull up right now. Let me see if I can pull up. What are we talking pull about? Up. All right, let me see what, what's the best way to say in Google. Um, I would say United States budget. Um, you could talk while I try to find this. Uh, look, Maybe. I mean, they, I mean, they did dumb us down uh, as far as budget. Uh, they wouldn't even give. Uh... Yeah. What's up? No, I'm good. I already got one, man. No, I got one. I got, I got everything, man. Yeah, I already got one. Um, look, man. All right. I mean, in lot. La- 
like 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 Louisiana, they re- refuse to give us uh, black kids textbooks in Louisiana, and and a lot of them southern states. Like my father, my father only, my father only went to the eighth grade uh, because they encouraged you back back then to you know you had to work help help the family out, but. Nowadays, it's 2019, man, and we got the internet. We got libraries everywhere. There is no there reason why. Pending. Look, it, fuck all that. That don't mean shit. There is, there's 2019. There is no reason why a black man he could educate himself, bro. I mean, I'm sorry, man. I mean, there's all avenues out here for you to go to community college. You could listen, man. I mean, we, you know, come on. It's 2019 now. Okay, we we, we can self educate yourself. You don't have to sit the back and wait for people to educate you. You can open up. A, I remember my father. I remember. I remember my father. My father wasn't a man. I mean, he was. He had a lot of street smarts. He he was he had good common sense, but but book wise, I mean, shit, he finished. And he wasn't the brightest guy and the, the sharpest tool in the box. But mm-hmm. I remember growing up, he would always make us read to him all the time. Uh, and and I remember I remember growing up, man, like fifth grade. Fifth grade my father would always tell me to go grab a newspaper. My brothers and I'm like. Oh, he was reading. Mm-hmm. All right, military spending. It starts with the parents, man. Look. Social Security. Social Security, $555 billion. That doesn't mean nothing, man. That don't mean shit, okay? Increase the deficit by two. Okay. But last year, great. Okay. <laughs> President Obama. Okay. Come on, man. If you show me a fucking kid that can't read, I'll show you a parent that can't read, okay? I mean, come on, mm-hmm. man. It's, it's 2019, man. There's no reason why. I mean, let's get real here, man. I mean, we can't keep blaming these white boys over everything, all our, all our fucking years. failures, man. Huh? Come on, man. We can't, we can't put everything on these on white boys. Shit. Let me, let me see if I can be specific with Google because I'm not being what? specific. Let me type up something. What are you talking about? No, I'm looking up right now. I'm trying to be specific with a search engine. All right. Now I say yeah. budget in education. All right. How are you doing? Um, let me have 30 on number uh, three. Number three, yeah. Department of Education and Ministry of the United States Secretary of Education. It has online 4,000 employees. Annual budget for education is $68 billion of 2016. That's the Department of Education. So let's go. What is the education budget of 2018? Code. This is still 2019, so we're not going to do that. So. Right now, the president requests $59 billion in discretionary appropriations of the Department of Education in fiscal year of 2018. $9 billion or 13% reduction below of 2017. Annual continued resolution CR level request includes 1.4 billion to support new public and private school choice. Okay. So that's, I'm not sure what the percentage said, 13% reduction. I need to know percentage, but that doesn't seem like a lot. A billion dollars, so that doesn't seem like a lot. Hey, did, you, did you hear anything that I was saying about education? Look, I remember when I was in Germany, you know, when, when, when I joined the Army, you know, and they sent me to Germany, I, 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 and I'd be riding the, the trains, you know, going around the places, you know, the soldier. 
And I would come across these, these little German girls. And, and in, in, in Europe, Germany, I don't know, I think France, they have to learn a foreign language to graduate high school. So most of them took French or English. Most of them took English. And so, just, I'll be brief. So they would always practice their English on me. You know, you know, you know I, I didn't mind. But I started talking to these, to these German girls and, and, and guys, young youngsters, 14, 15 years old. They knew more about Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Marcus Garvey, Dan Mark Vesey. They knew the history of black America better than I fucking knew it. And I used to be embarrassed by that because they'd be asking me about uh, Marcus Garvey and all this other shit. And, and, and the motherfuckers even knew the rap, the rap lyrics, like Curtis Blow and all that shit. I mean, I, I would be surprised. Some fuckers read the, the lyrics and shit and breaking the shit down. It's 15-year-old Germans and shit in, in Austria. And those motherfuckers are, 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 are just... Educating themselves, man. It was what we need to start fucking going. I'm here. Great. Yeah. I'm getting. Let me see. All right. Is that you, Sarge? Hello? I'm getting on a tangent here. I'm sorry. But the point I'm trying to make is this, man. I mean, shit, you get. Fucking brother, you educated motherfucking self. You ain't got to sit back in the cut, you know, and, and. Fucked up. They got substand. We got substandard schools. Um, I understand that, but we got to educate ourselves, bro. Gary. Yes. Yes. Um, is that you, Gigi? Yes. Uh, what's up? I thought it was Sarge because number. Oh hell no. Okay. Can I talk now or should I wait? Huh? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I didn't want to interrupt. Um, I think that, oh, thank you so much, Gary, for doing the show, uh, mm-hmm. taking the time out of your busy schedule to open up the lines. Um, I think the the, in, the issue of the young uh, German people is that it's black culture. Everybody around the world is is inspired by black culture and the black struggle. So mm-hmm. I think that that's, you know, great, but also the fact that we are not taught our own history in school, like, practically ever. I don't know what they've been doing the last 10 years, maybe, or maybe 15 years, but we don't know our own history because we were never taught it. So it's true we do have to, you know, educate ourselves and our family members, but we're working at a deficit, I believe, as far as black history and the history of colored people around the world. Um, I'm done. Thank you. Um, DJ, let me ask you a question. And what I said earlier, coming from when you took the broadcast, what's your views on Rich Paul Rule, if you heard about it before? On uh-huh. who? Rich Paul Rule, the Rich Paul Rule. Rich Paul is a, is a sports agent. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't hear that part of the uh, – I just came on just now. Okay. I could answer, but I don't want to take up too much time. No, you might as well because only two people are on the line. <laughs> oh, okay. Can you, can you make a brief? No, go ahead. Talk. He's a sports agent that what? I don't know. Well, when I said earlier in the broadcast, um, and I know it was a black agent, I thought it was like some type of thing that he came up with. It's actually a brother by the name Rich Paul. as a sports agent by, he found it called Clutch, I think. And it deals with um, helping 
young talent agents, you know, get the right deals. You know, he's like a regular agent, you know what I'm saying? For them that wants to get drafted and then what direction and advice, he's that person they turn to. Um, he's a 37 or probably 38-year-old black man that um, hmm. doesn't have a, a degree, but he has right. been this, he's been doing this for, if I project it right, I would say he's been doing it for almost 17 to 19 years. Wow. Because he, he, if he if he's thirty is late thirties, that means he graduated back in early two thousand. You know, so so he's a sports agent that that um, professional athletes go to for advice. Yeah, he's, a, like he's if if you look to get drafted, what's your stock value? You know all that stuff. He's the yeah. turn to. He's able to negotiate you so you get the right deal. Oh wow! So what, what's your what's your issue with him? I said that's no issue. Yeah, listen to the early part of the show. I can't do it now. I know you can't do it now, but there was well, there's no issue. I just read about there's, there's no issues. So his name is Rich Paul. Yeah, Rich Paul. Rich Paul. Uh, oh, that sounds very interesting. I'm gonna look up that later. <sighs> yeah, look, there you go. That's like a little short summary. It's nice to get good black news. So thank you. Hey, look, um, man, I, I wasn't trying to hey, – hey, let, 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 let me jump. I want to say one thing about the, – the, the woman said that, that – uh, the point I was trying to make was, was that mm-hmm. these German girls and guys were – they had a thirst for education and knowledge, something that inspired me to set my game up a little bit. Because kids were 14, 15, and they knew more about black kids than I did. And I was in my 20s. I was embarrassed a little bit that these, that these teenagers knew more about black history than I did, that they took the time to study our history on their own. Uh, they did it on their own, and I was inspired by that. And we can educate ourselves. You don't need to look to the government to educate you. we got all sorts of devices. we got laptops, computers, libraries. You can educate yourself, man. You don't have to rely on the government to educate you, or don't rely on the government to educate your kids. Do it yourself as a parent. You know, I'll, hey, I'll always, DJ, if you're on the yeah. line, you can follow him too, brother. Go on, continue. I'm going to say that. You know, I get tired of, I get tired of, 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 of talking to dumbass kids out here. Like 5, 14, 15. I talk to kids too when I'm on the subway, um, or I'm just talking around. I talk to them. The brains are, see what they're talking about. And there's, there's nothing going on in there. They're devoid of anything. I mean, they're but talking. They about, don't represent all the young people. I talk to a lot of them, and I get a good cross reference of them. I talk to a lot of I youngsters. I do. I do. Actually, matter of fact, I do. And no, what I mean is the far would, would you shut up and let, and let me finish? I, I I to, this is this is I my want, experience. This is my experience. I have I'm, talked to a lot of kids. A lot of kids just just fucking around talking to them. Black youth. And I ch- trust me, there's nothing going on in these kids' brains. Nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing intelligent. They're not talking about anything of relative. It's all bullshit. And they have these cake batter brains. And this is the future. Kids with these cake batter brains. And you know, we can't go on with this shit, man. All right. We cannot. We can't go on. Because I actually watched the Jap- Japanese TV show. They have a channel. I think it's called uh, Japanese News or some shit. I forgot. I watch sometimes. And the motherfuckers doing all kind of shit in Japan, doing all kind of robotics and looking towards the future and all kinds of shit, man. And these are kids, and our kids aren't doing this shit, man. Yes, they are. Our children no, are not. doing. 
As a matter of fact, an all-girl, excuse me, get, um, Greg, an all-girl a robotics team won, won the best in the world. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, a, a lot of y'all are not qualified to talk about black issues. Why not? Because, because, because the reason why... Because, wait, 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 before y'all continue, hold on, hold on. Big J, let me ask you a question before you say anything. Uh, what's your take on incel? What? Incel. Incel. Uh, I think I think in, incels are. I don't know why you asked me that, but I'll 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 I'll, I'll answer for you. Question, Get my take right? on them. Question. It hasn't been a long way, but you know. Uh, what, what's my take on? I don't. You know. I mean, those those guys who are who who felt left behind. Okay. Um, so let me ask you another question, and then you can go into your thing. Um, do you consider yourself an incel? No. You sure? Yes, yes, I'm sure. What's an incel? Yes, yes, sure. right. in, in, right. in, so so go on to your, what you about to say, Big J. Wait a minute, Gary, Gary, Gary. I know why. I know now. Now I figure out why you asked me. I figure out why you asked me because anger man told told me. You already answered the question. You have to be long way, brother. Why are we not qualified? No, anger man. No, anger man. Some either anger man or a demo negro from the black balance. We're talking about. Hold on, hold on, stop. Everybody stop. Why are we not qualified to talk about issues? I want to hear this, and you better be damn clear about it. Because, because you know, you know, just, just like, just like what happened when Gigi was trying to correct old boy, right? There, there are numerous of schools, numerous of students who have done well, but yet the narrative has always been said, man, we don't got nothing. We never, we never get ahead, and, and woo, they're not qualified to talk about black and black issues. Most people on here is not qualified to talk about black black issues. I'm sorry, this is the truth. It's always also also neonistic, depressing, mm. cynical worldview, and people speaking without actually having the information. So when 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 Greg said said that dumb shit, it's not it's not true. Stop. See, and, and here is here's also another 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 thing I don't like. Why are you comparing somebody else's highlight reel? To your behind-the-scenes issues. That's all I gotta say. I'm done. We repeat what you just said. I didn't get that question. Stop repeating. No, scrap that. Stop. Stop. Just stop comparing somebody else's highlight reel to your behind-the-scenes issues. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Well, let's go. Oh my God. Okay. You don't know what that means. You don't know what that means. You want me to explain it? Want me to explain it, Gary? No, let's move on because I'm the white JV. Well, you should know what he's trying to say to you. Basically, don't talk about the best of a certain group and and not talk about what's really going on behind the scenes. So I what's think. Going the what's, what's going on behind the scenes, then? The, the the highlight reel is the best of a particular group's history, but not telling the horrors and the um, the poor behavior behind the scenes. 
like the like the media. They always show the black person as the as the um you know the welfare face or the single mother face or the crime face, but they don't show the white people behind the scenes who are more have more public assistance and more divorce and more um deadbeat dads. I'm done. Okay. All right, good. All right. You sound very good and very clear tonight, Gary. Well, I know. I got a nice phone, so you know you know how things go, so I had to make sure. Why is it so hard? Why is Uh it so hard for a person not to sit there and understand what what a a simple statement? I really don't understand that. I don't think you're mad at Gary. I think you're mad at Greg. But get in line. Get in line. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Greg's still here, but he might have gone. But, you know how things go. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to know about black economics, if you want to know about black economics and, and black e- e- excellence and all that, Go go to cities and towns that have successful successful, uh, economic reality, like the subtle Texas, like some some, some of these cities and towns that that, that none of of y'all. Texas one up there in tech and other things? I I, I said said the subtle Texas. I mean, towns and cities, towns, I should say, that that are that are mostly black. All right. Hello, Joshua. Big J. Sorry. Oh, that was cold, Gary. No, no. Got to open another person's line. Continue, um, Big J. Got to open the line. Come on, my line dropped. You there, Big J? Hello. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Continue. Why not just go to the towns and cities? No, towns rather. That that are black and that are successful. I don't know why, why why it is so hard for people who call themselves pro-black, but then all they talk about is some shit, is some negative shit. I, I, I'm trying to figure that out. I'm trying to figure that out about about, about y'all. You got you, you got some black towns out, out here with people who make money. You get you you, you 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 know all y'all worry y'all all y'all worry about these. Weren't worrying about interracial dating and shit. You got black kids, you got black couples all the damn damn places in these cities and towns. But, no, but, not, but none of y'all would sit there and actually talk to these individuals. Y'all rather talk talking to some philosopher who 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 repeating what Cross Wilson and John Henry Clark be telling y'all. Seriously, well, I'm done. Mm. All right. Um, one question I want to ask you, um, Big J, since you're online, and I might get Yashua in a second. What's your take on the Rich Paul rule? I know you didn't catch the early part of the show, but you heard about it. No, no, because 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 I was at work. You know, you know, people. You, 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 you heard about it, right? You heard, huh? this, right? you heard about it? No. Uh, that that is. I'm you. taking jabs at Yashua, Big J. Huh? No, 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 don't, don't worry about G. Don't, don't worry about what G said. All right, all right, cool. All right, thanks, Big J. Um, Joshua, you there? Hey, what's going on? Yes, brother. Hey, Joshua. All right. Yeah, hang on. You know, what's the topic, please? Yeah, hold on. stay right there for a second. Let me open this line. Who's this? 
Is there? Is uh, he's talking about the agent, and uh, it's a good story. He wants to, you know, represent a lot of athletes, which uh, which is positive. I guess that's good. So all right, good. Hello. All right, um, Greg, 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 chill for a second. I got Yashua. Yashua. The title of this stream is the Rich Paul Rule. I'm not going into detail. If you didn't hear about it, um, this has been buzzing now for the past week, I believe. Mm-hmm. Rich Paul is a you know sports agent. And right now, the NCAA has put new rules and stipulations for agents to come and look at talent mm-hmm. players that in college or so, so that way they could give them advice to help them maximize their potential. That's fantastic. Huh? Well, well, um, well. Here's the thing: there's a double sword with that. Okay. Um, I think that there should be some some uh, rules. There should be some rules of college athletes um, on, on on how they come out of college and when they come out of college to go professional, et cetera. There should be some rules of that. Um, the second part would be that you just on the other side. A lot of schools, um, a lot of schools are making a lot of money off these athletes. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I always look at it from a historical perspective, and I always say there was a time when a lot of these black athletes couldn't even go to these schools, you see. But now they, they, they profit mostly off of the backs of black athletes, period. They, they, they do. They make a lot of money off these, these guys. They make a lot of money. A lot of, and, you know, a, a lot of these, these shoe companies come to these colleges, um, despite them saying that, these, you know, these young men are, are not, you know, being – you know, a lot of sponsors uh, come to these college. They want to sponsor these commercials, etc. These schools are making big money off these athletes, and you know, there, there's been an argument: should these athletes get paid or not for for, for playing in college? Should they give them uh, a check, uh, give them an allowance for for playing? You know, um, and that's a double story. I mean, that could be something that they could work out. But there should be, uh, and, but you know, so it's a double edged sword. They created this monster, and this monster is what? Stardom, money, athletes, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. expensive colleges, uh, you know, all these, they, they glamorize these colleges now. So they, 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 this is something that they uh, uh, built up, you see. So, uh, uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I, I do believe there should be a rule, but I also believe that there's another side to it, and it's something that's going to have to work out. Um I don't have an, uh, really a, a solution on it. My solution would be that if I got a solution, is this that 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 you should pay the athletes to stay in college for their four years, stay in college for four to five years, then go professional. A lot of them coming out of college early because they know they can get paid doing it. They know they're gonna get paid big bucks to come out of college if they're superstars in college. So the thing is that if you would pay them you know, something, they might not want to leave college so quickly that they, they might want, want to continue uh, college and, and, and continue um, and, and take their academia a lot more seriously, you know, than what they do. So, um, and I'm saying that all black athletes don't do that. A lot of black athletes take their academics seriously. But my point is that, uh, again, you know, um, uh, I think that's how it should be worked out. You pay the, those athletes. Athletes, they stay in school. 
um, they get their they, they get their degree, etc., and then they can go play professional ball. I think that's how it should be. But again, it, it's their fault that they made this big thing. They they made this uh, this, this 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 power. They they did this. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm gonna say about that, man. That's all. I'm done. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank, thank you, Joshua. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, man. This rule, you know, it's going to probably change the game heavily, but not only blacks, but also non-blacks in particular, unless they got, you know, a connection to get around that. But normally when they put implement any rule, it's always to slow down another set of people. It's all about competition. I want people to just get understanding. But let me open the next call I'll open your line. Who's this? Hi. Um, speaking of uh, basketball, mm-hmm. um, there is a growing trend for international players in the NBA, and I think there are about 106 players um, from Africa, Spain, Croatia, Australia, what have you. I see that this increasing and um, African-American, foundational African-American players decreasing in the future. Um, and I think it's being done intentionally um, and that, um, yeah, the, the face of the NBA will be different in about 10 years. Okay. Any so in terms of um, negotiating contracts and um, how much, you know, wh- how, how you can position yourself and how much, you know, negotiating you can do as your numbers dwindle will be interesting to see. So that's my um, point. On that, and we can see, you know, this has happened in all areas of employment, and that's, you know, their basketball players. That's that's their job. Mm-hmm. So, I just wanted to throw that out. Something to just think about. Mm. Um, one thing. Um, this is Miss Lady, right? I'm talking to her. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Miss Lady. And I asked Count earlier that y'all had the news, I think it was Thursday, and I'm not sure if this article came up with the Rich Paul rule. And I'm not sure I'm the only one that talked about it tonight. But I find it very intriguing in regards to competition and the rise of a lot of these agents that's doing a lot of things that's helping a lot of these athletes to get the right deal possible. I could see these type of changes being implemented because, like, anything in competition, you had always, like, a business take out the competition. A lot of business don't like competition. And a particular player like Mr. Paul that's doing real good work for a lot of these ages to get the possible deal and all other things to help in their further growth in their careers in these arenas, then I could see them stepping in now to start to slow that down or slow anybody else that might come like a Rich Paul down the line. I could see it. And it, it tells that um, if you have talent and drive, and the will to study, I, you could have many like Rich Paul out here. I mean, now, regardless of the criteria that they had to do four years of college and all that nonsense, I mean, there are a lot of people that's going to get around that. Um, 
I think that criteria is completely down for people that are not black. That's just me. But the you know, only time will tell. All I know is he's now trying to sue NCAA. So we got to sit back and see how that will pan out. And I might do a talk about it in a future broadcast if it, if he wins in this, you know, attempt to go at this. Number like NCAA. We'll see. Yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. So you know else? what? I mean, they could they could get a a, a bachelor's degree. They can do some online classes. Uh, you know, they could you they could get that done. But then it'll be some other standard. It'll be well, you're gonna have oh, yeah, to get a degree in a partic- particular subject matter, or you have to get a this certificate, or you know, or you have to pass some tests. It's going to, if the goal is to keep moving the goal line and prevent you from excelling in that area, and, uh, yeah, there'll just be more and more place, you know, upon the person. <laughs> so that's how it would work. But you said, right on my, there's always going to be another implementation of a standard to try to make it harder, you know? Once you start let's say, going by the rules, and you succeed, they make it hard. But that's the whole point. They're going to make it hard because they run the industries. See, NCAA is a business, you know. The really true, they really want to keep these players as long as possible, but they know they can't because, like everything, the NBA made some rules that, you know, you could still put yourself in a hat and draft yeah. after one year. But in time, I could see the NBA pushing that to two, you know, and things pan out. It won't. It probably won't be this year, but let's say once the next bargain agreement comes into play in the 2020, I wouldn't be surprised if they start to extend. I hear talks about that too. You see? Because they will. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, hey, um, hey, hey, Gary. Yes. You know what, too? It was, you, this is why, too, uh, you have uh, athletes uh, t- t- taking. Um, what they call bribes, or they take under the table money. I mean, they do it anyway. They give certain athletes under the table money anyway. Mm-hmm. They do it anyway. So uh, they give them cars sometimes. They give them, I mean, they give them uh, a nice apartment to live in. I mean, to stay while they're in college, or you know. So my, my point is that they do it anyway. Um, um, the, the, the question a, a, a lot of the athletes will say to those. Uh, to the NACC, they would say, well, you can't take care of my mother. You can't take care of people in my family. So if I have the means to, in fact, make a million dollars, you know, playing for the NBA to take care of my family, you know, uh, why why would you block me from doing that, okay? What do do you care? I mean, you know, Basically, I'm just here to play basketball for you anyway. Um, I, I remember, you know, Jimmy Johnson said this, you know, the former coach of Dallas Cowboys, when he coached down at the University of Miami, he made a statement. He said, they come here to play football. Basically, what he was saying, that the hell with our academics. We know that some of these men are not academically inclined. And when he meant that, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that these, these young men are dumb. But everybody is not meant for college. 
Okay. Yeah, but, but maybe they should be. Oh, let me finish. Uh, a, 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 a lot of these young men are good at a certain thing. Um, they're good at sports, and that's how we're judging them. So Jimmy Johnson point blank said one time, he said, college. He said, they're here to play football. That's it. You know, and and, and, and we're trying to get them ready for the next level. And, that, that, and, that's, what, and that's how he took it. You know, so, you know, I mean, was he right in saying that? I don't know, but that's a reality, you know, so I'm done. Yeah, Bill Gates dropped out of college, didn't he? Didn't Bill Gates drop out of college? He went to Harvard. Um, It doesn't matter. Didn't Bill Gates? He didn't go to Harvard. He went to Harvard. He dropped out of Harvard. He did not. He dropped out of Harvard. He went to Harvard. He went to Stanford. He went to Stanford, you dumbass. Oh, shut go, up, fool. Go look it up, sweetie. Shut look up, idiot. You're, the, you're the dumb okay. one. You're, you're so dumb, I just, I, I couldn't even understand how your wife could even afford to listen to you for one second, let alone this actually. Anyway, um, 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 I know. Um, you got to go. Yeah. go. So Bill Gates, go he didn't finish baby, college. Daddy. College isn't never necessary. My, my, I'm sorry. My son's an attorney. Excuse me? Um, Shut up, fool. Anyway, um, anyway, fool. You got something to do. Go um, do something. Uh, anyway, Housewives of Atlanta on. Housewives of Atlanta. Go check some electrical lines, fool. Anyway, um. That was funny. Anyway. Um. Well, let me, let me just say this. Um. There have been a number of people that I know that are successful that did not go to college. They're real estate brokers. They own millions of dollars in real estate. They, they have thriving real estate practices. Uh, Bill Gates dropped out of college. College isn't always necessary. In fact, over in Europe, in fact, over in Europe, in fact, over in Europe, they start the, um, the, they test the children, find out what they're good at, what they want to do, and they start teaching them trades while they're in high school so that they want to be an electrician, a plumber, a car mechanic. They start learning that, and they go to trade school. They don't go to a formal college. So it's not always necessary. This is a move. I understand both sides. Yes, I think it's great if, uh, if, if people can go to college. But the way things are now, for a lot of uh, young adults, they're working and going to school part-time, dragging it out. It's not the typical college experience where you're living on the campus in the dorm and you're forming friendships that way and you're able to go and talk to your professors and you're able to run for student council and try try out for whatever intramural team or be a cheerleader for your basketball game. For a lot of students, that doesn't exist. They are working students. Mm-hmm. And their goal is to get a degree so that they can move forward in a career. So it's, it's different nowadays. And I say that it's a move. 
what if what you're talking. I don't really know all the details about this Chris. Is it this, what, what this Chris Paul situation? I'm not sure what, you, what Rich means. Paul. Is that he Rich does? Paul. He, he does. He doesn't have a college degree, and he's an agent. Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, and he, that he doesn't, he doesn't have. He doesn't have. A, he only has a high school degree. As far as education, he has attained. Well, you know what? Not everybody does. In fact, if you look at a lot of the older uh, white men that have been CEOs of companies, they didn't have college degrees either. They were able to move up in the company. So it all depends on the individual. He's actually, he must be doing a good job that people are signing up with him. And he's doing an excellent job. That's why they started changing the rule, Miss Lady, in regards to, you know, continue the work he does in regards to looking for young talent, you know, guiding them, giving advice, you know. And, you know, one thing, Miss Lady, where we sometimes have our agreements and disagreements, I had the same little short little argument with another fellow, I was, I was saying earlier in this broadcast, in regards to people's decisions, what they want to do, you know. I emphasize many times that, you know, if you're going to go to this university or college, right, and you're going to, let's say you're going to put yourself yeah. in debt, if it's not a free ride, if you're going to take any form of debt, do it in regards if you're going to get, like, a actual degree or career, like like a lawyer, a doctor, or engineer, you know, those three mm-hmm. fields. But they're always going to be around. Can we agree? Regardless how the system is going now. In regards to job market, those are needed: a lawyer, a doctor, and an engineer. Um, I feel. I mean, you know, there are other reasons to go to college besides those three. Professions. Yeah, I know, I know. I threw it out there because if you go spend the time. I mean, do you want? You don't have children, but I want somebody to be. If I my children were in school, to be taught to somebody who is educated and had a teaching credential. I mean, that, and that's had done. I'm, I, I, I'm not knocking. See, the problem is with the argument I or the comments I had with the other person, he make it feel that I'm shooting down college and I'm doing saying certain things that's dangerous that people should not go. I'm saying if you're gonna do anything, make sure you get the best out of it. You know what I'm saying don't do anything. Whatever you do, yeah, whatever you do, you gotta make sure the decision. And if you're gonna pursue this, make sure you go hard. You know what I'm saying and do the best of your ability. And make sure anything you come out of that, you benefit at the end of the day. Don't do something that you put yourself in debt and then you always look back and say, I should have did this instead. You should be sure in your decision. But there's, but there's no guarantees, Gary. I don't care what it is. There's no guarantees in life. I mean, you basically, hopefully you look at the information, you assess your situation, what you want to do, where you want to go. You look at your support system. You look at a lot of things, how much it's going to cost, and you make a decision. All decisions are not going to work out. Heck, most black marriages end in divorce. I'm sure when they went and signed the marriage certificate, they weren't thinking, you know, that, that it was going to fail. Some, most of them, now some of them probably did, but not most of them. So you do the best you can with the information and the understanding that you have. There is okay. not a dead-end situation. You can always make changes in your life, one way or the other. You might have to take a step back. You might have to deviate to the left or right. You might okay. have to, okay. you know, 
oh, you do the best you can. But no, would I spend $200,000 going to, to major in philosophy? Probably that wouldn't be so smart, you know, okay. unless you're a rock child or a Getty. Yeah. Uh, it it like wouldn't matter. Yeah. And this is my thing. And, you know, thank you for clarifying that there's no guarantee. Everything is risk. And I said this person on my own accord said, yeah, everything is risk. I agree. But, like, anything when people ask, you know, my opinion, I keep it raw and honest, you know. And, like, you, you probably, because you're older than me, so you know, say, you know, you know, do what you feel is the best interest, you know. And that way, make sure you have a support system, which a lot of our people, for sure, depending on their situation, their support system might not be strong. So they got to do what they can, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to be in a certain uh, a field and it requires an MBA, you know, you have to, you know, then you have to get an MBA. Now, you know, that's the bottom line. You know, if you want to teach school, you have to get your bachelor's degree and you have to get your teaching credential. There's no way around that. So, you know, it, every it all depends, but, I mean, there are community colleges. There are state colleges that are a lot less expensive than private colleges. I tell of you course. this much, though. Of course. There's a waiting list in some of those colleges, and you, those kids, a lot of them can't get their classes that they need. They can't move forward in their lives, and that's why they end up going to a private college and taking on debt because it's not working. They have to work. They have to try and get these classes. They can't get in. It might take them years. It just doesn't make any sense to get that, right. those particular classes. So you do what you the best that you can is all I'm saying. And I wouldn't down college, but you have to be I went down at all. Here. I went down here. Yeah, I would promote it for a lot of people, but because of the economic circumstances and because especially if you're African-American, uh, racial discrimination is very real out in the world. We all know that. So you understand yeah. what you're going to be up against. And, and, you know, you can go to the – I know – I met attorneys that went to Stanford and passed the bar exam. They caught a lot of hell in some of those law firms. And they wow. ended up, you know, leaving. And that's what I'm saying. There's no guarantee about anything. Right. Bottom line. You're right. Even if, if Mr. Trump's children, if they piss him off enough and go against him, do you think there won't be no repercussions? <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no guarantee. Yeah, that's true. You're right. You're right. I argue. I'm staying alive for a second, Miss Lady. Let me see what this is. Who's this? I hope you're lying. What's going on, man? JNYC. I'm also J. Yeah, yeah, you, you make a very good point, Miss Lady. Um, at the end of the day, I just want the, our young people to make the best decision possible. I'm not going to steer them in direction where I say you have to do this because I feel I'm do more harm than good, you know. So, you know, I just give them the fair assessment. I, the only thing I will say, and better guide it if they want to ask my opinion where they should take their route in life, I'll tell them say, Find what you're good at, you know, say, so start from there, you know, and if you feel it's more you're good at the electrical field, the industrial field, wherever it you feel, try to pursue that more than anything else, if you can, 
you know? Because if you're going to spend money and say make sure it's worth it, because like you said, Ms. Lee, there's no guarantee. And that's one thing that I could take out of this whole conversation tonight. You get it? She gone. All right, Jay. You there? So what's the subject, brother? The Rich Paul Rule. You said that what? The Rich Paul Rule. The Rich Paul Rule. The Rich Paul Rule? Yeah. So so what's the concept on that? Um, it's a sports agent, a black sports agent named, I think his name Rich Paul, and he agents a certain number of athletes from LeBron James, Eric Bledsoe, Tremor Green, well-known established players in the basketball world. Um, he helps young athletes in decisions if they should, you know, their stock value, if they should go pro. You know, he's like the agent that will guide them so that they can get the contract they need if they decide to make that move to the NBA. Um, the NCAA put a rule now for agents like himself because he's a rising agent. He's been on the scene for over almost roughly two decades now, approached two decades, and he has been putting some serious work in regards to the basketball world. And what the college trying to do now is they're trying to change the rules in regards to people that are agents, trying to look for talent that they might need to get a four-year degree, um, take a test, and what was the other thing? And some other thing, to be eligible to be an agent for an up-and-coming um, NBA player or wants to go pro. That's oh, cool. so is it because in, independent, because there's a lot of independent people involved with it and not people in the corporate world? <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, because Rich Paul doesn't have a degree, per se, he, he came straight out of high school and – to do um, to scout agents talent. Um, one thing with in his, in his business called Clutch, if I can remember, he he's been taking a lot of uh, he's he's very competitive. Right now he's right now taking away a lot of these regular agents that's doing the same job. He's out competing them in regards to getting the right type quality player. You know, getting the contract. He's the top of the top, Rich Paul. So what the NCAA decided to step in is they're going to try, you know, not to say regulate, but make it harder for people that's going to be up and coming like Rich Paul that will come in the scene to be a sports agent and help the other young players. So they, they're trying to clamp that down by creating this rule, you know, for people who want to be agents for the NCAA, looking at talent and scouts, scout talents, actually. You get me? Right. Now that's as clear as I can give you. Um, you have to, well, you're not go back and back to the broadcast. So you can give your own take from what I said so far, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying for the young, for the younger guys in that field, they should, you know, if, they, if there's an avenue for them to be compensated and, you know, pay for, because I know for what I know is that this. A lot of the times the parents put a, a lot of money to get these guys to where they need to, um, you know, whether it be camps and things like that, you know, training and stuff like that. So whatever support they should be able to, they they can do 
financially to, and also to help them, I'm with it. You know, so that that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, this is all about competition at the end of the day, Jay. Um, to implement this rule, you know, you might shut a lot of potential black agents that don't got degrees to really participate in, you know, the agent field in regards recruiting. Um, we all know that, and I'm not sure how many black agents totally that's agents in the fields that's helping the scout and be agents for a lot of major players for upcoming um, you know, drafts from basketball, football, et cetera. But for them to step in and do this, it seemed to me that there's a, a sense of fear that a, a man like his caliber to come in and do what he has done for almost 20 years to say they don't want more like him to start. So they have the potential to do the same thing because now you're taking somebody's money out of somebody's pocket. You know? So a lot of these black players, I'm not sure if they're getting conscious or whatever, but they're not really taking kind to letting non-blacks age in them, their careers. As you know, for the past couple of years, a lot of them have been losing money. They've been swindled by the same agents, and you know what age I'm talking about. So a lot of them now are being wise, the ones that are millennials most likely, and not trusting their, um, their time and resource with someone that's not part of their race. So let's say more rich pulse emerge, then, you know, you know, it is what it is. So that's how I see it. But what do you think about, you know, like even what Jay-Z is doing so? If he goes into that 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 level of thing, things, do you do agree with him? You know, helping out the guys in the college circuit of basketball and sports in general. To be honest with you, if Jay Z has the time, it wouldn't hurt. He stepped in because think about Jay Z about to be fifty years old this year, right? He about to be fifty this year, right? It wouldn't hurt if he stepped in to mentor enough of these young players and how the game really works. Because I see Jay Z's growth over the years now. And if he started to take his natural gifts as a rapper into the agent arena, he could be a vital tool to help a lot of these players get what is rightfully due so they don't get swindled, you know, undercut by a lot of these um, corporations. But that's just me. All right, that's what's up. So I mean... Yeah, see if you got any other. I mean, but we really should. I, I don't think should be that concerned about them being swindled and all that kind of stuff. Really? Can I say something? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Gigi. I was going to say that even if they're excellent agents and even if they don't have college degrees or whatnot, they still need attorneys. The agent needs attorneys. The players need attorneys. So at the end of the day, it still comes down to education. Well, I would say it's Gigi. Most people like Rich Paul that's been doing it for a long time. I wouldn't be doubting that he has the right agents or really right attorneys. Attorneys. Attorneys around him in regards to these problems. Right now, he's, he's suing the NCAA right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, and I hope he right. wins. I hope he does. Okay, well, we'll, we'll see what happens. So, you know. Very interesting I story. I can't wait to share it, Gary. Thank you. Well, hey, can I say something, Gary? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, here we go. No, I just wanted to say, too, that there's another, uh, you know, issue here, and that's the 
The issue is that, you know, white males don't want to deal with black males, and they don't want black males to compete with them on that, that level. That's, that's, the, that's the main point of all this. Yeah, mm. and, and right. They don't want you know. And then what it is if Rich Paul is gets his way? Is hold on one second. Well, one second, dude. Um, I think too that because look, like you said earlier, that's going to force that can persuade other young men who have a savvy mindset to go into that arena, and they start to outdo white males. And of course, and that's, been, and that's been the history of this country anyway. They hate to see black men be successful anyway. Period. So, so uh, there's always a problem, and and now all of a sudden they're going to make his his uh, education a a the reason why he shouldn't be a sports agent. I think that's I think that's wrong, and I, and I think that's racist too. You see, um, they they did the same thing with Reggie Lewis when, in in New York City. When he did one of the largest leverage of a buyout in history on on Wall Street, they did the same thing about him. That they hate the fact that he did that. So, so I think that this comes down again to this white male mindset that he's always versus the black man. So, and 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 and, and to keep black men out of that arena of being sports agents, etc. This is how they do that to keep them out without having a form of uh, quote a degree or whatever the case might be. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think a, a degree doesn't constitute someone who's no, who can think that from, a, from that perspective. That doesn't make him uh, less smart because he doesn't have a degree. Mm-hmm. He might be smart. No, it doesn't mean if he went to Harvard or Stanford that he's smarter than the rest either. Because I've dated uh, – uh, someone that went to Harvard. I had to correct him. Uh, not Uh-oh. Him, okay. No, no, but don't I, I, even no, tell no, me no, about no. Harvard at no. all. I've been right. there. I know right. all about it. Hold on, hold on. Uh oh. Hold on a second. No, I'm, I'm not saying guys who go to Harvard are smarter. I'm, I'm just no. Well, I'm saying guys who don't go to college might be smarter. That's my point. Right, that's, that's right, right. That's what she's saying. That's what okay. she's saying. You didn't hear what you just said. No, I, she just I, I, said that. She said that some people from Harvard that they think they were smarter, they ain't smarter. She had to put a motherfucker Look at in, Trump. in Harvard. You know Look what I'm saying? Trump. So that's what it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 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 hey, hey, respect to you, Miss Lady. You know, you so, got to put them in their place. So, so, so it's where I'm saying that that um, that yeah, that's what I'm looking at. I think that's the bigger issue here. That again, they don't like black males to, in fact. Be successful. They don't like black males to to to, to compete with them. Um, that they don't like black males to make money like them. But, they don't but, like black. Has it been know? for the history? Don't Yahshua? Don't you think that it's been there? Right. That that's been a thing that's been there. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 what? I, that, that's what I said earlier. I, 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 I said it earlier. I, I said it earlier. You know, yeah, and, and, and and so it's you know, a, it's and, a constant. It's always a constant battle, as you say. You know. So that's what we can so, say. but um, but. This is a bigger picture, um, um, uh, Gary, and uh, it's a bigger picture, and, and and the bigger picture is about race, and, and I hope this, that comes out because his story is not done, and, and I hope this comes out and say, hey, this is the bigger problem. White males don't want black males to compete with them. That's really the problem. Mm-hmm. But you that's like in any business, Joshua. You think about that day. You know. Oh yeah, that's in any business. But I'm saying for before as sports agents. You know, there have been black sports agents before. 
he's not the first sports agent, but that's black. But I'm saying there's no other one. But I think the issue with him that he doesn't have quote this education they think that he should have because some of them went to school and got education, and I, and I think that's dumb. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. Yeah. Anybody else? Every any any kind of degree was made by somebody that tried to come up with something when you already knew it, and he said, "Well, now you're gonna have to go and get you know go to school for this." Meanwhile, you're bringing my question was, how that was. Yeah, my question is: so, what precipitated this rule? Was there some some um, injurious thing that happened um, no. from this agency. Um, no. Well, can I go? To, yeah. The NCAA uh, rep, uh, recognizing that they've been um, caught taking advantage of young black athletes and other athletes of different races and making money off of them where – while the uh, athletes are not making anything. Even the video games are making money off the images of college athletes, and they're not getting any benefits from that financially. So it's a whole new ball game, no pun intended, uh, regarding, uh, you know, players and um, their agents. And, and like, like Joshua said, to a certain extent, the racial divide amongst them. And now the, the, the uh, college students are are being represented, and they're going to start making money off of getting some of the money back that they deserve for playing or representing these schools and bringing millions of dollars to their sports um, departments. And, and, and Gigi, right. you know what, Gigi, too? You know what, Gigi? And, and this is another part, too, that, that they know that Ooh. black athletes will pick black agents. If it's too many, yeah, if, it, if it's more and more black agents, they will right. pick black agents. They're not going to pick the white agents. And that's another well, that that's most the, of them, that's, most of them will. Huh? There's always going to be a couple that are going to go with a white agent, but most yeah. of them will be with someone that looks like them. Yeah. Who's doing dishes? Somebody's doing dishes and somebody's smoking a bomb. Stop that shit. Well, we know that's Gary. Gary, speak up. <laughs> I don't smoke. Don't, don't play me. I'm just messing with you. Go ahead. He don't smoke. He don't inhale like Clinton. No, but I was wondering, is there some kind of some incident that happened with an agent that did not have a college degree that caused this alarm? I mean, no. Gone with I all think it's more much. independence. No. I think it's more oh, of the independent guys. I'm going to answer that. No. From what I'm finding out. Can't hear you, Gary. Can you hear me good? Do it No. Hello? Hello? Yeah, we hear you. Oh, yeah. good. Uh, but you're far away, Gary. Yeah, because my, my mic is on. All right, I'm, I'm aboard. I will say this. No. There was nothing that caused them to make the change. They decided to change it on the fly. That's it. From what I've discovered. And the cool. articles I read, they did not say anything specific why they changed it. And there are only a few articles that talk about the rich Paul rule. It's obvious why they changed it, because now the, the NCAA has to account for all the, all, the, all the money that these colleges make off of these athletes, and the athletes don't get anything but a, a pittance in regards to the percentage. They make video games, private industries, colleges are making millions upon millions of dollars off of the athletes, and yet they're not being benefited. 
Yeah, we understand that, but I'm saying, like, from a policy perspective, it, I mean, they have to have some justification for putting this rule in place. So, you know, but, can they point to some incidents? This lady, um, this, yeah. this lady let me ask you a important question. When Trump makes a law in place, does he say any justification why he started putting any information of any executive order? Trump. Donald Trump. Well, he, he he tells you why he's doing it, but it, it may or may not make sense. But right, you know. There you so, go. Uh, but for them to change this, to put this rule in place, it has to be based on some kind of research or finding. I mean, because it's just you know all these arbitrary new rules. They, I mean, even if it's not true, they have to come up with some reason why this change took place. Not just because we said we wanted to do it. That's not really good enough. Well, <clears throat> my thing. Anytime they want to change something, they'll just change it, and eventually they'll come up with an excuse why they do it later on. This has just only been a week, almost a week, a few days old when this came out. The rich well, I guess I'll do some research and find out what the reason is, if any. So, the, the only thing I will say this, since this is not much of a topic right now of discussion out in the social media and YouTube streets right now, I expect in the next coming days they might say why they do it to give a reason. But number one, they implement a rule. They just put it out there and say, we're just going to change it, and that's it. And eventually later on they'll come up with an excuse why we do it. That's how they operate. Usually when somebody changes rule, the RMAC will give you detail, A, B, and C, this is why we do it. They did not give me A, B, and C why they did it. They said we're just going to change it. That's it. They can't compete with that young black man. And that's the answer. Right. And that's my answer. I mean, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, like, damn, okay, well, who, this dude must be a bad cat because if, if he skews him like that, what well, they say, shit, we got to stop this motherfucker because he might inspire other young men to do the same thing. Can no, you imagine if he opened up an all-black, well, he can't do that, but a, a mostly black agency? He does have a black agency. No, I mean as far as only uh, his agents are people of color. You know, I don't know. I have to look at more as agents. Legally, I don't know if you can do well, that. He could, then he, well, he could hire a figurehead that has a degree. And, I mean, that's you true. Know. That's true. I mean, that's another way you can go around. Yeah, that, that could work. That could work. Uh-huh. But they're trying to send him and other young men who are inspired by him a message that we're gonna we're gonna wait you out and roll this into court and try to, you know, stall as long as we can so we can gather our troops and figure out how to compete with you. I just hope he right. doesn't disappear anytime soon. Well, well I won't because he hasn't did nothing. Um, sorry, Gary, go ahead, Gary. You don't have to have a reason to take a, a man of color out. Uh, Not a good one. At the end of the day. Like anything, when they make a move, they just make the move, and eventually they'll figure out how to get around it, like always. Because like this, most of these agents, either white or black, they're still getting their benefits and getting their undercuts to the work they do if they're able to get a certain agent to sign with a certain, um, you know, team mm-hmm. or corporation. And if you look at for the last few years, well, a lot of these players, after their careers are done, also they find themselves dead broke because the agent that they, they entrusted funnel their money, and they're not yep. paying attention. Mm-hmm. So, so right now, if Rich Paul, like, is, like, many agents that's helping these agents get the benefits without, you know, breaking their pockets or making them go broke, then that's a problem, you know, because you make the money, but as I said, you're supposed to work for free in, 
at the end of the day. What I mean by that? You spend all your money. You get this check. Sometimes a big contract. I want you to spend it all. So once you're curious that you check how much money, especially if you don't know where your money is going to, where you're spending, you're going to go flat broke. It's been evident. A lot of athletes, after five years, depending on what sport they play, they actually eventually go broke in five years. That's the honest truth. And we don't understand. Not because why. of all the children? No, it's not the children. If they go broke because they don't Child have support? money management. And the people that they entrust, like their agents, have misabused. Come here. They're still getting paid because they, they're signed to them. So anything they do, they have to still get paid by them while they manage their money. You know that? Of course. There's fees to have an agent. I, 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 this is my retainer fee. You got to pay for this, that, that. Well, I, why you entrust me with your millions of dollars? But and I, you have to sign a contract that you'll stay with them for a certain period of time. Exactly. But Gigi, you got a point because they some of them have a voluminous number of children and they got to pay a lot of support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not only children, but and, them, and if they get married a couple of times, they got to pay alimony and child support. And that's one thing I remember Sylvester Stallone. Arnold Schwarzenegger, he said, how come, somebody asked him how come he doesn't have the money Arnold Schwarzenegger has. He said, because he got married once. And I've been married a number of times. Mm. <laughs> and that impacts your, your resources. Rambo, Rambo the Last Blood right now. He's making another movie. Oh, Lord. Rambo in the, in the nursing home? <laughs> yeah. In a wheelchair. Ah! <laughs> But does Sylvester Stallone have like four kids? Somebody's cheating at bingo, and he's got to stop him. Miss Lady, Are she gone? Oh. How many kids? Um, Sylvester have four kids. I think they're adults now. He has daughters. Yeah. His son committed, his son committed suicide. Yeah, I remember seeing that on Why? the news. Like, you know, I had oh interviewed like about twenty years ago, and That's he was horrible. saying. You know, yeah, that it impacts. It doesn't. You know, um, what's his name? Has a lot of children. Um, what's his name? The tall guy. The tall um, guy. <laughs> the tall guy. Who's the that, tall that has the butt muscle that's hurt. What's what's his name? Butt muscle. Oh. <laughs> you know who Uh-oh. I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my. You know. You know who you're talking about, Mr. Du- Dwight Howard? Yeah, Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was joking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, he hey, was out for a season. Hey, uh, never mind. Hey, but, oh. hey, hey Gary, don't you know it? Hey, um, I, I think, yeah. too, that, you know, Rich, I mean, this Rich Paul has not did, did nothing that's illegal. I mean, so he, you know, so he's 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 so we're not worrying about this thing. That he, oh, that's the problem. At, well, they're trying to make it illegal. Which yeah, is the, right. He hasn't done nothing illegal. Um, um, if he knows how to read contracts, if he knows how to have a conversation about, you know, the 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 the, 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 the logistics of of a, of a young man playing college football, the logistics of, you know, his ability to play. The, to the game, and I think that's the, that shit what matters. But all the rest of the stuff is just a bunch of hoopla. And I think that, um, again, I think you know, the more I think of it, this is really about 
about who he is. It's just never really about whether or not, you know, whether or not he's how smart he is or not because he, it's obvious he's outsmarting everybody because he's doing it from a position where he doesn't have a degree and he's doing it from from his wit. That's what he's doing it as, you see. Um, but, again, that, that's, what, that, that's how I'm looking at it. But um, that's all i got to say, man. You know, but he hasn't done anything illegal. No, he has not really done I mean, he's obviously intelligent. Having a degree doesn't not having a degree does I mean you're not intelligent. I know, oh, I know, I know. Lady, but you got to understand, a lot, see, one thing with older cats, especially men and women, that said that most young sisters should get a degree and all this stuff, they're only basing it, if you have a degree, you're going to have something better in life, and it might make you intelligent. This is our people thinking today, that that degree validates you, that you're not only something, but you have some sense of intelligence, and that is not necessarily the case. Well, I'm plus, the, excuse me, Gary, I think to get the players want to talk to somebody that they can relate to and they can relate to them. That's, oh, Gary, what, that's what Rich Paul does. You relate. Gary, right. Gary, you one in a million. I know. One in a million, one in a month. All right, this is what I'm going to do. Um, y'all guys keep talking. Let me do this. Yeah. No, no, that's a good, actually, you you attacked a really good um subject matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean. It, Where does Rich Paul guy from? Well, from? you know, maybe it stems from slaves. He where slaves were uh, to be killed and maimed that they were educated, uh, they had to sneak and read, and they really wanted to learn, and um, so they had to re- read secretly, and people taught them secretly, because, <laughs> you know, so it stems from that, and that was the way out um, from the farm for a lot of black people, you know, it really was, and um, they were able to go to college and get government jobs, um, and, you know, buy homes and get a retention and send their kids to school. So it has been historically a way uh, out of poverty, however, things are now so globalized and everything is so expensive, especially education, that, you know, they, 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 changed, uh, they changed the game up. And, That's um, so that's the whole point. They gotta keep changing the game, make it harder for a lot of people, especially. Uh, but it does add to one's sense of self worth if you do go through college, and you know because it's not easy for a lot of black people. It's a lot of hardship. It's a lot of sacrifice. It's a lot of being focused. It's a lot of giving up instant fun and pleasure. So instead of maybe partying, you know, all all the weekends, you're at the library. You're you're you know you have to study. You have to prepare for tests, you have to prepare to get called on in class, you have to prepare your term papers and things like that. So it does add to, you know, your, your uh, you know, to some internal, internal kind of, um, kind of focus and discipline. And so you can say, well, I went through that, I was able to accomplish that in spite of you know, not having money, having to work, dealing with A, B, C, D, E, F, with a racist teacher who wanted me to fail, but I, I succeeded. So that does um, give one a sense of accomplishment, and that's something that they can't take away. 
Indeed. They could take away your job. They could take away your, but it does. I mean, so once you've done that, you know you can deal with other situations. You know what I'm saying? So just going to training, go through the training. Always, um, you say, oh, well, just because they put this in front of me doesn't mean that it's over. I'm going to, you know what, even though it's not right that they put this in front of me, I'm going to accomplish it, show them that I'm doing what I got to do and keep moving forward, despite that this, you know, was another uh, uh, obstacle. Obstacle they try to put. You know, I'm I'm going to overcome it and just keep moving forward and try to get to where I got to get to. All right, guys, I'm going to end tonight's stream. Um, this is my closing remarks. Um, and one thing that funny about this information, I'm not really sad, but kind of proud because it shows that as as men, we are on our rise. We are actually the ones that's changing the dynamics of this country in regards to how rules are implemented. So when people look back at history is really the black man, black woman is the ones that's changing the course of history as we know it amongst the racist side we live in today, what we call America. But on that, thank you for everybody for listening to tonight's broadcast. Um, you know, look out for the next stream. Until next time, take care now. Thank you, Gary. Take care now. Bye. And that concludes... Um, the Rich Paul live bra screen. And that concludes the bar cries. And that concludes the broadcast on topic, the Rich Paul rule. Comment, subscribe, and like the video. And always look at all other videos done on Chaos Rain channel. Let the chaos Ring!